Happy New Year. This is Chance Gilliam. You're listening to the Chance by Chance podcast. Keeping the intro short and sweet, as I've been inclined to do as of late, today's guest on the show is an up-and-coming actress and a great old friend of mine. So without further ado, please welcome Jess Tomasco. So, Jess, we met on the set of a movie that has yet to be released. Um, those listening will, I'm sure, hear more about it in the future as uh, that release date draws closer. I'm wondering how you got into acting, um, because I know that this is your passion, like, this is your, like, number one priority, and you've been making some uh, huge strides with it in the in the few years since I've known you. Um, how, f- how far can you trace this back to uh, any sort of artistic identity growing up? Like, where, d- where did it start? Well, first of all, thank you. Um, when I was younger, the first thing I ever remember wanting to do was singing before acting. It was always singing. Um, because my dad used to be a musician when he was growing up, so I grew up a lot around music. Um, and I always remember singing when I was younger. I remember getting, like, my first CD player, and I would literally, like, sit and, like, pretend there was, like, an audience uh, and stuff like that. And as I grew older, I kept doing that, but I think I learned pretty quickly, and my parents also learned that I can't really sing extremely well, at least to the extent where it would be beneficial for me to pursue a career in that. Um, so when I was, like, nine, my parents just kind of stuck me in musical theater because they were like, well, it's kind of similar um, and I did that for a few years, but I would never get cast with any decent roles. I was always like tree number one or like dancer number two. Um, but I just kept doing that because it was still something I enjoyed doing, even though I wasn't actually getting roles. Um, and I remember the year before I would have started my freshman year of high school, um, a family friend of mine recommended uh, SBCPA. Yeah. St. Paul Conservatory for for performing artists, Um, and I was like, okay, that could be kind of cool, so I, it's kind of audition, I mean, everybody gets in, but (laughs) did your little audition to see, like, what level you'd get in, Um, and I went to the, well, there wasn't, you had to go into musical theater, right, it wasn't just, like, theater when you first did it yes so i guess i was in the musical theater track well um in my experience i uh theater and musical theater were combined freshman and sophomore years and yeah. then junior year you d- declared which route you were gonna go for the mm-hmm. for the last two years of school yeah um so i went to that for my freshman year and i remember loving it a lot. It was very different, very cool. I was just a small town girl in like Minneapolis, which was like insane to me. <laughs> just being around like artists and people that actually like doing what I was doing. Um, but it still just wasn't like my fit, if that makes sense. And I remember throughout the year, we would just like take simple like theater classes and do monologues, which was more up my alley. Um, and I remember some of the teachers kind of every now and then talking about like on camera work or um just more film work rather than theater um and the more I could find out about that the more I was interested in that 
Um, and I remember just hearing more about like the on-camera world, and I was like, this is something I actually want to do and something I'm very interested in and wanted to pursue. Um, so it really it stemmed from there. I only went to the that high school for one year, um, but that's really like as much as I can remember where everything traced back from. Um, and then from there, I just kind of started doing really bad short films, <laughs> um, and just kind of getting my foot in the door anywhere I could. Uh, I started taking on camera classes um, in Minneapolis with a man named Bill Cooper, who's also awesome. If anybody else is an actor out there and wants to take on camera classes, um, he was the first teacher I learned um, really about the on camera world and everything like that. Um, and I just kept doing it until. I guess where I am now. I just didn't really stop. There's two different ways that I want to go with this. First of all, uh, bringing it back to that freshman year at SPCPA, because at our first table reading um, for the movie that we were a part of, there was a a bit of a revelation that we had attended the same school, at least for a year. Um, And... You, you you mentioned in there that it like wasn't exactly your scene um it, for for me uh it was like a very formative high school experience and i think the the sort of experience that is right for some people and not as much for others um so i'm i'm curious to ask what uh if you can go into more detail about uh the decision to to leave SPCPA after that first year there were a couple of factors that uh, made me decide not to continue going to the school. One of them, honestly, was just being that I lived, I think it was like 40 minutes away from the school. And to me, it just wasn't worth it at the time to mm. get up at 5 a.m. And then I wouldn't get home until like 6 p.m. every day. Um, and that was just like schooling. That wasn't like being in like extracurriculars or anything like that. Um, just riding the bus. Yeah, literally riding the bus for like an hour and a half every day each way. But um, I think a lot of it was I'm a very introverted actor and just person in general. So being around very extroverted theater kids was just a lot on me. (laughs) Um, And it always has been. So like in that sense, it wasn't my scene. Um, And not to say everybody at the school was like the typical extroverted like theater kid but um that was at least like my experience and that just wasn't as much my thing and what I wanted to get into I guess um so at I mean me being whatever 15 at the time I was like I'll just go to a regular high school but honestly like looking back at it I wish I would have just kind of stuck it through because I think that whole experience would have been more beneficial for me um, to graduate from that school, but, you know, I was 15 at the time and didn't really know. Yeah, and, you know, it's, uh, it's still working out for you in the long run, like, I, I don't think it's limited the, the creative (laughs) career at all, um, and then the, the other thing that I wanted to bring up, um, you, you also mentioned, uh, first being a part of, like, terrible short films, Mm -hmm. which is a totally valid step, um, you know, like, not not everything that you do is going to be perfect right away. Uh, but for for those young actors out there, how, how did you even, like, get that foot in the door initially? 
um, whether it was, you know, a combination of, like, um, postings online or, like, or word of mouth, uh, how, how did you get that foot in the door, and uh, how would you recommend anyone looking to get involved with film acting with who has uh, currently no experience, like, where would you, where would you point them to go? Mm-hmm. Uh, tracing back to SBCPA, I remember in one of our improv classes, I think, um, that was the first time I'd ever heard a teacher talk about the Minnesota Playlist Board. Um, so that was the first website I ever heard, and that's just a website that has a lot of theater castings, and sometimes you can find film castings on there. So that was the first site I ever used to look up for auditions. Um, there's a, I haven't been on there in a couple of years now, but I just remember there being a ton of theater auditions. Um, and it's just a good website to look at if you're an actor, because I think you can also find classes through that. And it's just a good community in general. So that's the Minnesota Playlist. And then everything else, honestly, that I learned up until that point was from taking on-camera classes with Bill Cooper. Um, I would say he's probably like one of the top guys to go to um in minnesota he's been around for a really long time um he started out as an actor he's just like kind of the guy to know um so i took like some television classes with him film classes there's audition technique classes um and from there it was really just a lot of just listening to him talk to the other students in the class just about like what's going on um connections uh from the class i would say i think it was from that class where i learned um about the minnesota film board which is similar to the um playlist board but uh the film board obviously just has it's for film work and on-camera work um so that's another good website to check out for a lot of indie films um if i guess whatever i never when anybody ever says like what to do or where to go you're going to learn everything that you need to know and the connections that you need to make and the people that you need to know from class um Mm. and i think you always need to be in class no matter what level that you're at there's always something to learn or it's just good to exercise that muscle um but i now live part-time in chicago and all the connections that i made was from bill cooper in that class too um that's pretty awesome I would just say stay in class. Obviously, always ask questions. I think that's important to do. Um, make connections with people. Make friends with people. Um, I've gotten work just, like, solely from connections of, like, me knowing other people. And they're like, hey, we need an actor last minute kind of a thing. Things happen like that. So, yeah. Yeah, just getting yourselves out there. hmm Hmm. When did in agency come into the equation for you? Um, I probably submitted to my first agency when I was like 11 and I probably shouldn't have. <laughs> um, <laughs> How come? It was one of those things where like I knew what I wanted to do but I had no talent at that point and I don't even think like my parents knew that I submitted because uh, <laughs> I would always do a ton of research when I was little and just google everything i was like oh okay so i need an agent and that's the thing to do but i had no experience and you know when i did it back then obviously i didn't get any calls or emails back um so i'd probably say like 
professionally in Minnesota, I was probably like 16 or 17 um, when I wanted to get um, signed to an agency um, because I felt more ready and I had more experience. Um, If you're lucky, agencies will reach out to you. But otherwise, uh, you know, I just sent my headshot and resume, um, mailed them hard copies to all the agencies that I could find in Minneapolis and St. Paul. And um, I'm still currently signed to two of them right now. Um, And Minneapolis in general is a great place to work for commercial work, I would say. There's a lot of good commercials and indie film that shoot in Minnesota in general. So, Hmm. And... How did you decide to to flock to Chicago? Because you've been out there for for a couple of years now, right? At least I've been going back and forth to Chicago for a couple of years, but like actually living there, it's been a little over a year. Okay. Mm-hmm. What What's the scene like there in your experience, as opposed to uh, Minneapolis? Uh, pros and cons, or yeah, whatever you've noticed. Um, I guess. I've been growing up going back and forth to Chicago just because I have some family there. So I always knew that I just liked that city in general and was kind of drawn to it, whether or not it would have been for acting. Um, and as I've gotten older these last couple of years, I've kind of been thinking about how I want to branch out. And the typical move is usually to go straight to New York or L.A. Um, and I just I didn't really feel ready to do that. I knew a lot of people my age and a lot of people I knew were just also going to LA or New York but I just didn't want to make that harsh of a jump right away Um, because in my head it would have been smarter to get some more work and experience under my belt before doing that Um, and I've always heard about people talking about Chicago in the industry saying that you know it's like the third largest um, place for acting work under New York and LA Um, And I was like, okay, well, I already like Chicago. Um, So, like, a little over two years ago, a year and a half ago, uh, I started taking some classes at the Acting Studio Chicago. um, And I didn't live there. I was literally, I would, every week, I would drive to Chicago and drive back um, the six hours each way to go to class. And I loved it so much. Um, Not in the same day, though, right? No, I would literally do it in the same day. I like. Oh my goodness! <laughs> what? I chose it, so like, I would take like the one p.m. class. I think it was like one to four or something. And yeah, no, I would literally do it all in one day. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was insane. Um, but the weird thing was that the thing that like actually got me to like fully move to Chicago, and I remember this very vividly. I was driving past a cemetery. Uh, And it was a really big cemetery, and, like, in my head, I was just thinking, like, wow, it really doesn't matter what I amount to. Like, it it could be huge, or it could not be huge, but after whatever amount of time, like, I'm going to be forgotten, and it really doesn't matter what I choose to do with my life. Um, And this was me, like, driving to class. I know, it was, like, a really big, like, I don't know, it was weird. And I was like, you know, I just got to move to Chicago. Like, I, it was in that moment, I was like, okay, I'm going to move. Like, I know I don't really know anybody here. And it's kind of a big step to do that in my head, at least it was. But that was like the moment where I was like, okay, like, I'm just going to do it. And I remember the next day when I drove home um, in Minnesota, I like literally got on my computer. I searched on Google just for like a 
apartments for rent and I pretty much started from there and the next month I moved to Chicago. Hey, that epiphany um, sounds pretty powerful and I think speaks to this truth that uh, oftentimes we're our own biggest limitation. Mm-hmm. To that point, what, how, as you've uh, continued to grow and advance in your career as an actress, how, like, how do you notice uh, those limiting beliefs that you you place on, like, oh, like, I couldn't get that role, or, like, I wouldn't be accepted to this, like, I wouldn't fit in there, uh, and how, how have you, like, started to overcome those things? Is there any kind of, like, self-talk that you have, or, or things that you do when you notice that, uh, that negativity, or those limiting beliefs popping up in your life? Mm, that's interesting. I guess just knowing that, like, looking back on everything that I've done, I know that nothing has ever happened the way that I expected it to or thought that it would happen. Um, But things always do end up working out in the long run, no matter, you know, what that is. Um, And a lot of it has just been growing, I think, just in me as a person and as an artist. Um, Like, for example, I used to get so nervous for auditions and I used to really just want to please everybody that I was auditioning for. Um, and I've just kind of come to terms and at this point I know what I have to offer to somebody um, and I know what my limitations are and if that's something that you know a director or a team wants that's great and if not like that's cool I know that there's something else out there for me that um, I can bring something to the table that works you know yeah you you have to be right for the role it's not a critique of you it's just like they've got their artistic vision and, like, if you don't fit, you don't fit. But, I mean, there's so many people out there trying to make various projects. And you'll, mm-hmm. if you keep at it, you will land something eventually. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's just like any other job. There's always going to be more. You know, it's... You're not really going to run out of time. There's always going to be more. Yeah. Well, you you had brought up, uh, you know, the the East and the West Coast. Is that on your horizon at all? Is uh, is it even something that you're considering, like, moving in, in either of those directions at some point? Absolutely. Um, I honestly want to be able to live eventually on both coasts. I've always wanted to live, not even acting-wise, but I just want to live in New York during, like, the fall time. I think that could be amazing. I've been to New York a couple of times, but not for extended a period, extended amounts of time. Um and I know I love the city life in general just from what I've gotten so far from Chicago. And I know I really enjoy that, you know, busy life. And I love taking, you know, public transportation. I just think that's fun. So for sure, yeah, New York. And as well as with L.A., I think that'd be a smarter move for me, most likely, for what I want to do. And I've been to, well, we even been to L.A. before. But um, I really thrive in warm weather and just being by the water in general so i know i would like california in general um as to like when i want to move there i've kind of had this conflicting thoughts i guess just because 
I don't want to move out there too soon just because I know what that can look like in some cases. Um, and I really don't want to be floundering too much. Um, and I've always kind of had this thought that if LA or New York wants you, that they would kind of let you know kind of a thing. Cause I mean, to be honest, the industry doesn't need you. There's always, you know, another person or someone who's better looking or whatever it is. Um, so I'm kind of conflicted between that thought and also just like, I understand that you need to sometimes just do it kind of like how I just moved to Chicago and it worked out. So yes, both of those are on my radar as to when I don't know. I'm kind of stuck in between of waiting for something and just doing it when I want to, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it seems like, uh, you, you know, watching and waiting for the right opportunity to present itself, and this calls back to something you had said earlier about, you know, things don't always go as planned, but one thing always leads to another, so maybe it's not uh, the exact scenario or the exact opportunity that, that you might imagine in, in moving to New York or to L.A., <laughs> but yeah, as long as you... Uh, you know, keep working and keep your eyes open. Um, yeah, something something might pop up. And uh, I think, you know, today with uh, the spread of information in the internet, um, you, you had said in there uh, that either place would kind of let you know that they want you. Um, and, and I can see that too, because where, wherever you're doing work, uh, it's, go, it's going to get around and you know, if, if a role opens up, uh, like maybe they call you out there, you never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So are you working? I mean, I'm sure you are, but what, what do you have going on right now? And, uh, we were on the, you know, the brink of this new year, 2020, happy new year. Um, <laughs> like what, what are your goals for this year? Um, it can, you know, be super small or super broad, but, um, whatever, uh, whatever you've been building up for yourself in the the past couple of weeks of the new year. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll let you take it from there. For sure. Uh, I will, to back it up for last year, um, I wanted to focus that as a, a learning year for me. Um, so I spent the entire year in Chicago in different classes um, just to kind of build up my resume and my art in general. Um and I was lucky the last year I was able to book three different um, television roles, um, which were all on network. And then two of them will still air this upcoming year in 2020, which is exciting. That's super um, exciting. Thank you. Yeah. That was a big goal for me in general last year. I'm a very big goal person. I love writing things down and like the whole law of attraction thing, like very much interests me and I have vision boards and stuff. But um, a goal for mine last year was to book something on a network and that was able to come true, which is really awesome in itself. But, um, as for this year, I want to actually be participating in pilot season, which just kind of started. Um, and I also just recently signed to um, a manager who's based in Chicago and they also actually have offices in New York and LA. Um, which is interesting to bring up also the past conversation that we just had. Um, yeah, connections. <laughs> right? Um, so for this year, I just now that I am signed, and essentially me being signed to that manager means that I have the opportunity now to 
participate in pilot season and that's what I've been wanting to do for as long as I can remember um so I just want to be auditioning for like actual uh you know network shows and actual budget movies um just like bigger projects in general that's just my goal now it's not even to book anything it's just to actually just be auditioning for actual larger roles I would say um trying to think if there's anything other specifics for this year that I wanted to do I mean I'd love to hit up one of the coasts eventually um catch yeah, some sun just participate in pilot season yeah um, we're coming up on the end, but, uh, there's, I guess before, uh, putting a wrap on things, one other thing I wanted to, to ask that came to mind, uh, I keep coming around to this idea that, you know, things start with the microcosm and, um, you know, one, one of the ways that that manifests is, uh, is this idea of like, you know, putting on your own oxygen mask before putting on someone else's on a plane. Um, so it's pretty like clear image um but i i think that the more um engaged with your own personal development you are like the better you're going to be able to apply yourself to what you're doing in the world um and uh an, an important part of that for for me is uh just being happy and healthy and i know that you you pay a lot of mind to that um for for those listening, uh, you have any tips on just like staying happy and healthy? Um, any any uh, tools or resources that you utilize? Um, I don't know if this specific thing I'm going to say applies to exactly what you're saying, but after moving to Chicago and being on my own for a year, I very much advocate for people if you haven't yet to just be able to go into a new place where you don't know anybody um I think that's the most like growth as a person that you could probably get um and being able to really understand yourself and know yourself um because for me doing that I, I now know you know what I actually like doing and how I honestly function as a person in a new place and what I like to do on my own and I think it's just healthy to take some time to yourself and figure that out for yourself without any other influences on you um other than that I mean I really do like actually exercising I don't know (laughs) if that's weird but um that is not weird in the slightest (laughs) like no it's uh I I mean I can't exactly say that it's undervalued um but more so that, like, I think people have uh, the wrong impression of it sometimes. Like, it's not just about pumping iron. Like, you can do that for sure, but just, like, maintaining some amount of, like, act- physical activity throughout the day. Like, even just taking mm-hmm. walks is exercise. Yeah, for me, it's really just, like, clearing my head, so I really like running. Um And I know that every now and then if I, you know, I stop running, I kind of get, like, cloudy-minded and I'll be kind of grumpy and eventually I'll, like, realize, oh, okay, I should probably just, like, go for a run because for whatever reason it works and it does clear my head. Um, If you're in a place and you're lucky to be outside and in the sun, I've noticed that always makes a difference for me. Uh, Just getting outside really helps. 
Um, I really, the last year I started taking up Soul Cycle, which sounds honestly so basic and like so LA, <laughs> but it's so fun. <laughs> um, so if you like music and you like cycling, it's really fun. It's overly expensive, but I still think it's like worth to try if you haven't done it. Um, and it's actually pretty motivational because the cycle instructors, um, like throughout the entire cycle class kind of give different like motivational speeches and it's just it's really like uplifting and I've literally cried during classes before um <laughs> from feeling like so empowered it's kind of weird Dang. but that's a that's a good way um I've always been a fan of journaling I think that's healthy just writing down anything if you can I haven't done that in a while I pro- should probably get back to doing that but I also say journaling yeah, journaling uh, is a big one, and I, I'm with you. Uh, I I go through phases of of being like super on point, or you know, just like it, it's hit or miss. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'll I'll be really good about it for you know a few days in a row, and then like you have a busy day and you don't get around to it, and then like the next few days you <laughs> slump <later>. off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or yeah, even longer periods of times like. Um, but yeah, the uh, with with any of those things really, I think um, even implementing them a few minutes a day um, and just making it a part of the routine uh, mm-hmm. can uh, make make a difference over time. Yeah. Um, and speaking of time, coming up on the end of things here for now, we're definitely gonna have to do a part two in the future. But do you uh, want to share any places people can find and follow what you're doing? Um, I do have a website if um, you're a listener and interested in, like, my acting content, I guess. Um, So that's just my name, so JessTomosco.com. Otherwise, I'm probably most active on Instagram, um, which is just at RockinJess. <laughs> All right. Hey, thank you for taking the time. And, Jess, I'm going to look forward to talking to you in the future. Absolutely. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast please visit chancebychance.com. And thank you for listening.